0: grumpy old geeks a weekly talk show hosted by brian schulmeister and jason de discussing the finer points of what went wrong on the internet and who's to blame welcome to grumpy old geeks i'm jason de and i'm brian schulmeister we're coming up on our 300th episode brian we are what are we going to do about that i think we're going to do something special Ooh. Yes, but we're only going to do it special for the Patreon subscribers because we're that kind of cheap, I guess, or (laughs) desperate, you know. We talk about everybody making money off of podcasting, so we got to, too, but we're going to do something special for everybody that's been following us on Patreon. And what is that going to be, Brian?
1: Well, apparently you're forcing me to drive out to Woodland Hills and stand around in your garage and you're going to put cameras on us.
0: That's about it. We're going to do a live show.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Exciting stuff. So if you want to see how the sausage is made it's uh, terribly exciting but if you're a patreon subscriber you'll have access to a live show and i believe we'll put up a video of it after so for people that can't make it in real time
0: correct yeah yeah i think we'll probably end up just doing it on twitch and then streaming it and giving the people who are our our patreon fans the url we're still figuring out the details i've never done this kind of thing before so
1: because the demand has not existed
0: (laughs) not existed (laughs) that kind of is why yes oh well
1: yeah there you go so that's what we're going to do so uh we're Quite excited about it, and hopefully there will be a, a little bit of beer, but can't be a drunk episode because
0: I'll have to get my ass back from Woodland Hills. Ah, well, we can Uber you home with all of that <laughs> all of that sweet cash we'll be bringing in. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, you're going to be uh, taking a skateboard home. That's yeah, about it. Bird. Yeah, a bird. <laughs> yeah. <take> a bird. <laughs>
1: yeah. Okay. So we're recording, and it is Election Day. So I hope everybody out the all of our U.S. List- listeners have uh, done their duty and uh, voted.
0: Well, this comes out on Thursday, so all the sadness will have already been wafted over everybody. <laughs> we
1: so. shall see. We shall see what happens. I guess we're gonna we're gonna find out what kind of country we are today.
0: Y- you know, don't we ask questions. You here. don't want the answers to.
1: <laughs> I know we should not be here, but here we are. So yay! I'm uh,
0: cautiously not too optimistic. Oh, that's fun. That's fun. Way to way to bring it home. Way to bring Woo-hoo. it on home. All right, let's talk about shitty stuff that we know about. Okay. Remember we talked about Walmart's patent on the the smart trolley? Yes, what everyone cart? needs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So I found a new one. This one is fantastic. LG is going to be pioneering self-driving shopping carts. <sighs> yeah. Uh, fortunately, this is only starting in Korea, so we know they can work out the bugs over there. But the use case is actually not bad for elderly people who can't push a trolley. But... As I know, elderly people very well, because I used to go to an old folks home all the time and used to take some of them shopping. Mm -hmm. The cart actually is necessary for a lot of people to keep them upright while they're shopping. Yes. They actually use it as a walker instead of bringing a walker. And I think somebody should have checked out the use case for this beforehand. And it's going to have like a smart barcode scanner so you can actually put in your you know, your shopping list, and it'll tick them off as it go, and it'll give you driving directions to where Mm -hmm. your next item is. I don't think they've ever gone shopping with the elderly.
1: (laughs) You have to, in order for this to lead you to your desired product, you have to enter your requests in with the smartphone app. And as we all know, elderly, fantastic, both with phones
0: and apps. Yeah, exactly. It's like, I can't see this thing. (laughs) You know, it doesn't really work. And I guess the caregivers could do it, but then they could just do the shopping for them and say, come on, grandma, follow me. You know, it's, it, this is one of those things that I just don't think we need. Nope. But that's kind of the reason we have a show in the news.
1: Oh, Facebook. I, I, Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so we had this uh, Robert Bowers guy that murdered 11 Jewish congregants uh, in the Pittsburgh synagogue. And uh, yeah, and uh, (laughs) oh boy, despite long running efforts to theoretically debunk the idea of a white genocide, Facebook was still selling advertisers the ability to market to those with an interest in that myth just days after the bloodshed. Yes, earlier this week, The Intercept was able to select white genocide conspiracy theory, as a predefined detailed targeting criterion on the social network to promote two articles to an interest group that fa- Facebook pegged at 168,000 users large and defined as people who have expressed an interest or like pages related to white genocide conspiracy theory. How well. <laughs> the fuck
0: is this even possible? Well, it's data. <laughs> it's just data. Oh my god. That I well, I wish we could just get the names and numbers of all 168,000 people and, you know, just it's exclude just them from the internet. Yes. I mean, the fact that this is a drop-down option, uh,
1: it what? it can't be a drop-down yeah. option. You have uh. to search for it. <laughs> Come on. The <laughs> well, the fact that it is an option at all is is ridiculous. This is is nobody paying attention to anything over there no is is anybody approving anything is anybody in the philippines looking at this sort of stuff this is data-driven madness this is data gone wild (laughs) data gone wild (laughs) i mean it's insane that this was even an option i I really my mind is blown i i I don't even know what to say about it well it's (sighs) it's a it's an interest
0: group they have pages i'm sure yes Yeah, the fact that they have pages is still kind of scary. Yes, it is. Safe Harbor. That's what Safe Harbor gets you.
1: Just a platform. Just Just a platform. Just a platform. So in addition to that, Facebook is now opening up retail pop-ups in nine Macy's stores. So there are 100 digital native brands and small businesses that have found success on the social network and Instagram, at least temporarily, until... Facebook and Instagram pull the rug out from under them
0: Yeah, uh, are opening.
1: (laughs) So Facebook is going to sell some of their physical products as the holiday shopping season gets underway. So if you happen to live in New York City, Pittsburgh, Atlanta, Fort Lauderdale, San Antonio, Las Vegas, Los Angeles, San Francisco or Seattle, you can go check out an in the flesh Facebook pop up.
0: I think I'm going to have to do that. Well, actually, the Macy's down the street closed because nobody went to it anymore. Now it's a (laughs) post office. So (laughs) scratch that one. But if you find one, let me know. I will. Uh, And private Facebook data from 81,000 accounts were discovered on a crime forum by the BBC. Oops. Well, actually, it was by cybersecurity company Digital Shadows. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, yeah, the BBC reported on it. Most of them were from uh, Russia and the Ukraine. Oh, okay. Interesting. Tables have turned, Putin. (laughs) 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 They also had uh, accounts from the UK and Brazil. But... uh, yeah, these were like full on accounts with photos and chats about a, one chat about a recent Depeche Mode concert. Yay. Oh, hey. Hmm. Maybe oh, that, was that was me. Yeah, <laughs> could be. Could be. You, you Are you uh, going to Moscow often, comrade? No, oh, no. OK. <laughs> now, I love this one. This is unwired. Facebook walks a tightrope with Trump's anti-immigrant ad. Have you seen this ad? Oh, my God. God, what a steaming pile of shit that ad is. Should have made it into Moron of the Week, actually. It really should have been in Moron of the Week. It it, it looks fake. It honestly looks fake. The 7,000 migrant caravan crossing Mexico, marching toward our border. Dangerous illegal criminals like cop killer Luis Braquemantes don't care about our laws. (laughs) America cannot allow this invasion. The migrant caravan must be stopped. President Trump and his allies will protect our border and keep our families safe. America's future depends on you. Stop the caravan. Vote Republican. I'm Donald Trump, and I approve this message
1: if you were to make something to make everything just seem at, at, even worse than it actually really is you would make that it, it, i mean it does feel like it's out of like some dystopian movie
0: yeah it's like from v for vendetta you know yeah. showing showing all these people like banging on the gates and trying to break down the walls and yes yeah yeah so basically this is a an ad about the uh, the immigrants that are coming from the south to take over our country oh man yeah I don't know what to say about this, but I will say a few things. Facebook uh, was one of the last places to shut it down, but it was just the day before the elections. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. CNN at least rejected it from the get go, saying it was racist, which it is. It is. (laughs) (laughs) Which it is. Yes, it is. NBC had to wait for uh, some of their stars to uh, complain about it before they took it off the air. And Fox even stopped airing it. Fox took it off the air before Facebook did. (laughs) wow yeah what are you gonna do except when i went to watch it guess where i watched it on facebook yes but it was yeah what they were what they really pulled were ads promoting the uh, the the promotion
1: of it you know yeah which i'm sure used the targeted people
0: who believe (laughs) conspiracy theory category (laughs) see previous story on white genocide And uh, Facebook is pulling dozens of accounts for coordinated inauthentic behavior, a whole 30 accounts. Ones of ones. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, 30 accounts on Facebook and 85 Instagram accounts. The company says we're engaged in coordinated inauthentic behavior, coordinated inauthentic Inauthentic behavior, behavior. which (laughs) is what Facebook is. (laughs) I mean, that's to its core. That is what social media in
1: general. Yes. yes, it is. That's funny. Well, oh, uh, in addition to the Facebook pop-up stores, Amazon is opening its first four-star, or as we call it, Payola store in California. Yeah. I'm very excited about this. No, it's in Berkeley, so I won't be able to go. But uh, if one did open up here, I would definitely have to go check it out. So, uh, I mean, you know... Brick and mortar is dying. So now the Internet companies are coming in and redoing
0: brick and mortar. Interesting. Yeah. Amazon killed (laughs) brick and mortar. So they're going to replace brick and mortar. You know, (laughs) I'm sorry. Bezos is just an evil genius. Kill the competition and then just completely take over. That's it. And that is what he's doing. Now, on a
1: slightly more depressing note, uh, this is an interesting new report that has come out. <laughs> it can out, get indeed. worse. <laughs> it can. Oh. On Thursday, the human rights organization Freedom House released its annual report, Freedom on the Net, which measures the level of online freedom for 65 countries and ranks them. It also provides in-depth analysis to support the numbers. The verdict for this year, the Internet is growing less free around the world, and democracy itself is withering under its influence.
0: Yeah, we're number six! We're number six! (laughs) We came in number
1: six. Yeah, so this started in 2011. They look at 21 criteria divided into three categories. Obstacles to access, limits on content, and violations of users' rights. Each country gets a numerical score out of 100, with a lower score indicating more freedoms. Scores from 0 to 30 is relatively free. Scores from 61 to 100 means the country is not. And the conclusion is grim. Global internet freedom has declined for the eighth consecutive years. Even the United States score has dropped, largely due to the repeal of net neutrality and fake news. Fake news. Fake news is fake. No, come on. Fake news. We're
0: behind Estonia, Iceland, Canada, <laughs> Germany, and Australia. <laughs> yeah, we're number Woo-hoo. 6 Woohoo. Yay, awesome. Oh, man. So we talked about the walkout for real change last week, but we didn't actually do any follow-up on it. Have it we had was, any real change, Jason? I I don't know yet. I okay. think the, the meeting is happening. Oh, the meeting happened yesterday. I haven't seen any news about it yet. So, uh, Because what happened was 20,000 Google employees and contractors said, F you, and they walked out on, uh, on last Thursday in 50 cities. Nice. That's a pretty big chunk of the company. Yes, I was pretty looks- amazed at how many people actually walked out. Well done, Google employees. Yeah, I mean we only had a couple hundred for the, you know, the military contracts for AI to make the drone smarter, mm-hmm. but this is actually pretty impressive. Right. Yeah, we'll see if there's actually any real change. But yeah, <laughs> they they came up with, you know, five points that they really want uh, taken into account and they call this the transparency, accountability and structural changes they want, an end to forced arbitration in cases of harassment and discrimination, mm-hmm. a commitment to end pay and opportunity inequity. Mm -hmm. A publicly disclosed sexual harassment transparency report. Nice. A clear, uniform, globally inclusive process for reporting sexual misconduct safely and anonymously. And finally, a commitment to elevate the chief diversity officer to answer directly to the CEO and make recommendations directly to the board of directors and to appoint an employee representative to the board. That's a lot they're asking
1: for. That is. That is quite a lot. And all of that should make, uh, make pretty good sense to me. Make Google great again! Damn right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Google is trying to do something, at least with their Chrome browser, to uh, make things great again on the web. Uh, They're stepping up their fight against websites that use shady pop-ups and redirects to ensnare users. As of December, Chrome 71 will block all ads on the small number of sites that consistently use these tactics, whether they're producing a fake system errors or trying to steer you to unwanted sites. It won't yank ads right away when Google determines that your site sucks, but there won't be much time after Google flags you Uh, in an abusive experiences report. Site owners will have 30 days to mend their ways.
0: That's pretty cool. I like this. I'm on the fence with this one. I don't know if I want my browser getting that into what they're showing me because it's a slippery slope because once they start saying okay well these people are bad and we're just protecting you from the world at large where does it where do you draw the line there and huh. you know we know google <laughs> they <laughs> they that that line moves around a lot well you can use firefox i suppose i uh, oh god
1: don't, don't <laughs> no no <laughs> or opera like we do. Yeah,
0: that's true. Oh, that's right. I don't use Chrome. Never mind.
1: Neither do I. So, but, uh, you know, it's, it's not like Google isn't doing this with their own search engine, which is how most people find anything anyways. So it's just another step forward and uh, just baking it into their product. And you'll have the option to disable the filtering.
0: Okay. Yeah. Because, I mean, they do do some things right now that I do approve of. If there is malware on a site, they will block it. Yeah. That's different from, you know, pop-ups and redirects. Yeah. That's yeah. a little different. I agree. It's just a, you know, a a hair's difference, but uh, it's one of those things where I just don't know. It makes me a little uncomfortable.
1: Okay. I'm with you. I found a really interesting article over on Slate by this guy, Charles Seif, who I've never heard of before. But uh, it's a great thing about Twitter, which I thought uh, was really interesting. Humans are getting more bot-like on Twitter. So instead of uh, bots getting better and seeming to be more human... What we're discovering is humans are starting to act more and more like bots in this gigantic echo chamber of shit that is Twitter.
0: <laughs> how so? What are, how are pe- what, what, what's the behavior that we're emulating from the bots?
1: Well, he does some really interesting uh, uh, data analysis in terms of like how often people are tweeting versus bots because it, be, it used to be you could just look at frequency and figure out, okay, this has got to be a bot because they're tweeting every fucking 10 seconds. Crazy people are starting to do that too. Uh, sleep patterns. <laughs> Like bots would be tweeting 24-7 or, you know, there would be no no eight hours or six hours off for sleeping. Crazy people are doing that. They're staying up and they're not sleeping normally and they're tweeting all the time. So all these sort of analysis systems that they used to use to determine if a if an account was a bot or not, they're not
0: working so well anymore. I'm wondering if this can be like a meth di- like discovery feature because if these people aren't <laughs> sleeping, they need something to stay awake. And if they're crazy, I think this might point to uh, meth. People are just using crystal meth to stay up all night and tweet. That could be. Yeah, look into that science. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, listener Jason sent this over as well as uh, finding it myself. Cities ban e-scooters in the name of public safety? Bird says no way. Okay. (laughs) Bird has sued the city of Beverly Hills because they put in a temporary six-month e-scooter ban. Mm -hmm. While they figure out what the hell to do with it. And they're saying and Bird is saying the city is basically harassing them and taking their property issued over nine hundred and fifty citation and demands to pay over one hundred thousand dollars in fines. Right. Yeah. And they're saying that uh, Beverly Hills hasn't provided any proper documentation and justification for those seizures. So, unfortunately, I think Bird might have a case here. (laughs)
1: They might have a point, on uh, which pains me to no end, because the city should be able to do whatever the hell they want to do, and, and if the city decides they don't want them there, then that's that. But uh, unfortunately, uh, I don't know what's
0: going to happen here. Well, there's a state <laughs> law that's supposed to supersede yes. the city's laws, which is the, the crux of their claim. So yes. We'll see how that plays out. Oh, Beverly Hills. there's Who the hell's riding scooters in Beverly Hills? Do they have you know bird Bentleys now? can you get <laughs> your whole rolls they're bird
1: in, they're all encrusted with diamonds
0: <laughs> yeah seriously and amc smelling blood in the water has decided <laughs> to raise their rates they know movie pass just is you know dead man walking yep so they're starting to raise their rates in certain markets which is interesting
1: well because you can't they were pricing themselves out of business like this was there was never any way this is going to work, so of course they're raising their prices,
0: especially especially now
1: that they don't have a competitor anymore.
0: That's really. the whole so, thing. It's like yeah. you know they ran MoviePass out of business easily, mm-hmm. and they've got five hundred thousand subscribers already, where they thought it was going to take you know over a year to get that many. And it's just like, Woo, everybody's subscribing now, and they're like, ah, uh, yeah, <laughs> well, we might need to raise our rates a little bit. It's not too much. It's twenty two dollars a month from twenty in a couple states, and then going up mm-hmm. to twenty four. Of course, here in California. In Connecticut, yes. in Massachusetts, New Jersey, and New York. So, if you've already subscribed, you'll you'll get it for a little while. But uh, yeah, it's going to keep going up. <laughs> and uh, the other 35 states are not affected by the price increase. So it's only going up where people actually use it, right? Because they need to make more money. Okay, well, they got, way to go. They got AMC. the data. <laughs> yeah, they do. They do. Media Candy. I finished House of Cards Season 6. Why? Because I'm a completionist, and I wanted to see how it was going to end and what they were going to do. And uh, (laughs) they didn't know what they were going to do, obviously, because this is just an unholy dumpster fire. It made no sense. It made I no read the sense. Uh,
1: the recap over on the vulture and I'm so glad I didn't try to watch it.
0: Yeah, yeah, that was 8 hours of my life I'm never getting back and it was so like slapdash and slipshod and whatever half-assery you want to you know put into the <laughs> slapdash. Yes. Yeah. It was it was terrible. It made no sense in spots. The, the the plot was all over the place. So many loose ends and it's like, "Oh god, I, the one thing that I came out of this with is, I know Kevin Spacey is a filthy kid toucher, but he was really good and made the show. Without him, <laughs> the show was nothing. Nothing yeah. at
1: all. I mean, the show was basically f- pure Spacey personality. He nailed that character and made it really interesting. So I I, I was just shocked that they, they even decided to bring it back. So...
0: Well, you know, I'm glad they did for the people that were working on it, so they got yeah. paid. Mm-hmm. What I would have rather Netflix had done, just give them the money and not release <laughs> the episodes. Right. Because it's I think it's worse for Net- Netflix that they actually release these episodes. And in fantastic movie news, the Deadwood movie has finally started production. I know you're very excited about this. You love it.
1: I knew that was coming, too.
0: Of course. legend <laughs> <laughs> cucksucker favorite scene of the Never whole thing did not watch it you still haven't seen deadwood i have not seen deadwood oh man well that's that's your own damn fault <laughs> it is one of the greatest series ever made it's only three seasons and now we have the All movie right. coming so there's no excuse to not check All it right. out before the movie comes out
1: well i will uh, fire up my hbo go at some point and check this out
0: i do believe it's also an amazon prime video so yeah, yeah. there are many places yeah. to watch deadwood hmm
1: i uh caught up with uh well i didn't catch up with the good place because they're on season three which is currently airing so i have to start watching those but i got through season two and i thoroughly enjoyed the show
0: oh yeah no and it 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 was great keeps going on season three i yep you guys got me into it fuckers and (laughs) now i have to watch it every week i think i'm up to episode seven so
1: yeah i gotta start catching up now uh i also finished daredevil season three loved it it was fantastic.
0: See, told
1: you. <laughs> it was very, very well done. I, I'm very happy with the show. I like it a lot. Um, they didn't uh, they took it in a completely new direction
0: and they didn't screw it up. It was good. Exactly. No, it's, it, like I said, my favorite season of Daredevil so far. It's three, I one, think two. I
1: <laughs> think I'm with you. I, it's it was very good. Loved it.
0: Especially after the, the, you know, the depression fest of Jessica Jones. It's like the way they ended. This was just I thought flawless.
1: Yeah, it was a very nice ending. Won't ruin it for anyone. Nope. But if you're on the fence, go go, by all means watch it. It was absolutely very, very, very good. And something else I am strangely excited about, uh, 80% of the Spice Girls are reuniting for a tour. Oh, uh, I I saw this in the notes. Uh, Please do explain. While Mel B recently announced that she will be entering rehab, that hasn't derailed plans announced this weekend for a, most of the Spice Girls reunion tour next year. Victoria Beckham, Posh Spice, will not be coming along, but that's okay because she's admitted that even when they were doing it the first time around, her mic was never on. <laughs> that I did not know. So the other girls can actually sing, and look, I, I don't know why I, I was living in London when when Spice Fever hit. Um, it, They're fun. It's just, I... I enjoyed it. I I don't mind it and I kind of want to go see the tour.
0: <laughs> okay, th- you're so, scaring me now. You're scaring right me. Right now
1: they've only announced UK dates, but uh here's hoping that we'll get something over here so <laughs> okay. I can go and geek out and I don't know. I can't explain why. It's just, you know, I liked it. It was stupid pop when I was living in London and it took over the country at the time and I got swept up in it too. It was fun.
0: Okay. Okay. You might want to find somebody that can go with you so you just don't look like a predator in that audience. <laughs> Because you're of a certain age now, where if you go by yourself, you, that you might seem a little out of well, place. Well,
1: everybody that's going to be going to this will be of my certain age. That's the
0: thing. It's that's been a true. while. That's true. It has been. It's <laughs> so been, it's I been think a moment. I'll be okay. Yes. And
1: in more uh, cool music news, and, you know, reclaim some of my cool hip factor here, Dead Can Dance has uh, unveiled a video for The Mountain, and the uh, whole album, Dionysus, is actually out now as we speak, and you can stream it everywhere, and it is phenomenal.
0: Okay, cool. I'll go check it out, because yeah. I haven't heard it yet.
1: Yep, and the video is pretty damn cool as well, so the link is in our show notes for that. And as everybody knows, I am a huge fan of the band Lush, and in particular, Mickey Berenni, and she has announced her new project, Purushki. Hiroshka, Hiroshka, however it's pronounced. <laughs> and the first single has been released with an album coming next year. And I love the song. So we have the link in the show notes for that as well. Uh, they've got a premiere over at Stereo Gum, So you can go listen
0: to the new song and it is very, very good. Awesome. I will check it out. And uh, I, I this is a article from Rolling Stone that I saw getting passed around in the podcast news uh, lists and things like that. It's Spotify can't keep losing more than $1 billion a year. Can podcast? Why not? Yeah. why not? That's <laughs> how our entire works. show is talking <laughs> about companies that just lose money. <laughs> true, true. Well, I mean, it's it's the uberification of business. Come on, you just keep losing money until you go out of business. That's how it works. So, um, but they say can can podcasts rescue as a business model? As we know from Betteridge's laws of headlines, we say <laughs> no. But this guy makes an actually good point. They don't have to pay anybody. <laughs> when somebody's no on payouts. Spotify listening yep. to a podcast, which is kind of bullshit. I think it is kind of bullshit. I, I don't think we should be getting paid
1: for plays on Spotify.
0: Yeah, well, that ain't going to happen. And no, it, as long as here's the deal, as long as Spotify is actually passing through our show and not adding ads into it. Fine, whatever. As long as they you know tell us how many people listen, we can add it to our our ad sales. That's fine. But you start wrapping it with ads, which I'm sure they're going to do. Then there's a problem. You know, iHeart. I, I think it was iHeart Radio used to do that, and uh, whichever the one that uh, Midroll bought did it too. There's so many companies that do that, and people just take their shows off of them. And then they have to like create their own content and try to become the Netflix of podcasting, which we know probably won't work, <laughs> and <laughs> because it still hasn't yet. Anyway, this is just an interesting take on on how this works because you know people are going to keep paying for their spotify subscriptions maybe mm-hmm. and yep. then they get content that they could get for free if they just went over <laughs> one app which i don't understand i don't know it's kind of kind of silly
1: yeah it is a little bit silly i'm not sure how many people are actually really listening to podcasts on spotify anyways i mean i know they're promoting it and all that but uh, we know from our own stats that there's like four of our listeners <laughs> are
0: yeah <laughs> yeah not many people at all it just doesn't they have redesigned the app to like bring podcasts a little bit more to the front and center, but it's still not a great podcast app by any stretch at all. Nope. Well, it's not even a great music listening app, to be honest. That's true. It's always but been the last thing we had. <laughs> yeah. Bring back yeah. RDO. That was a nice, nice interface. It was, actually. At the library. Ooh. So I finished The Laws of Human Nature by Robert Green. And what did you think? Oh, it's a fantastic, it's an unbelievably Excellent. cool book. And even better, on Saturday I got to go to his house and hang out. Nice. And we shot a we shot a show for the Jordan Harbinger Show, and uh, it came out. It actually came out today. We're recording on Tuesday, and the show came mm-hmm. out today. So there'll be a link in the show notes to that. And then the show notes are at grumpy. Actually, I keep forgetting we have a new domain: hmm. gog.show/slash/two-nine-six. So pop on That's over and right. get that. Fantastic interview. Robert is so cool and so smart. And, you know, the fact that he's recovering from a stroke and could still do the show with us was amazing. So a huge thank you to Robert Green. It was just phenomenal to get to sit with him for an hour and a half and just listen to him talk because he's one of my favorite authors. I've read all of his books multiple times, and this one is just a masterpiece. Highly recommend it. Excellent. On of the week,
1: the Winklevoss twins. Winklevi. Winklevi, you know, I don't know why, but every time and this is weird because we, we just talked about the Matrix last show. So it's two shows in a row. I'm going to mention the Matrix every time I hear their name. I think about the dreadlock ghost twins from the Matrix. Me too. Uh, that <laughs> always really isn't you <laughs> yeah, too. I do too. I, every single time I hear Winklevi and I see the dreadlock twins from the Matrix in my mind's eye every time.
0: That is fail. so
1: funny. I do too. <laughs> okay, that's great. That, I thought it was just me so I'm not the, I'm not the only crazy one anyways they're in the news again because you know they're they're cryptocurrency bros and I'm like they' they are the basically the Wikipedia page for crypto bro yeah they and are they, there they are so uh they're in the news because apparently they got uh, they got uh, shafted by uh, an ex-convict named Charlie Shim who apparently stole 5,000 bitcoins in 2012 now worth roughly 32 million dollars.
0: Yeah, Oopsies. yeah. Uh, what what took him so long to try and track down those Bitcoin? Is what I, I don't know
1: why it took so long. Um, <laughs> the figure was lost in a larger dispute over an investment in BitInstant, which I've never even heard of. And uh, the lawsuit was prompted by learning of his spending spree since leaving prison, <laughs> or his part in selling Bitcoin to Silk Road drug buyers. In the space of the past year, he bought a two million dollar Florida house, two powerboats, and two Maseratis. Despite saying he went to prison virtually broke. Is anybody involved in cryptocurrency on the level? I don't think so. so. (laughs) don't think so at all. (laughs) So they're all just crypto bros. Yep. Yep. We got another moron of the week. Something that we predicted. HQ Trivia, the company behind HQ Trivia, the once viral game show app created by the same guys who invented Vine, is facing a pivotal moment because people are stopping playing the game, which is what happens to all of these games.
0: Yep trivia all games are just a black <laughs> hole of just pain and suffering we've covered so many trivia games on so the, many of them. over the course of this show of the past like five and three quarter years and they all have they shark fin they go up everybody plays them and then boom done because yep. these companies and can't write questions fast enough it's crazy they can't and, and it's just the nature of the beast it's what happens people
1: get super into something they play it for a while and then they stop and that's just the way it works and that's what we were saying when this company was raising millions upon millions upon millions of dollars it's a fucking trivia game yep that's all it is (laughs) people are going to stop playing it eventually and that is exactly what's happening now and they're having a bunch of other problems as well there's a big boardroom battle between the two the fact that a fucking trivia game has a boardroom is ridiculous to me but they do (laughs) It's a fucking (laughs) trivia game. (laughs) Anyways, I I just this is this kind of this is the reason we started doing this show because I see companies like this make millions upon millions of dollars, have a goddamn boardroom and I'm sitting there going, how, why, who the fuck thinks this is going to be a long term thing? They did. So,
0: yeah, (laughs) man, we're in the wrong business.
1: I know. Let's go start a fucking trivia game.
0: Seriously, we can do it. Give you. There's a hole in the market right now. There is. There is a hole in the market. We just got to make it look good and get out fast. Get out really fast. Yep. Oh, I found this over at Torrent Freak. It's called Using Googled Images Can Result in License Demand and Legal Threats. Now, Yep. Says it right there. Yeah. And 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 what's your point? <laughs> well, it turns out that there are a lot of stupid people out there who have never un- never heard of copyright. And there's a there's a I don't know if it's a search engine, but it's more of a firm that is called Pixie, which is a f- service for photographers that <laughs> they go out and fight and find image theft, and so they'll send you demands for fees if you take my mm-hmm. image, they're going to stick up for me, get some fees, take a cut, and if it does if you don't pay the fee, then it can escalate into legal action right and here we go I just have to I have to put this in here. Torrent Freak spoke to a person who was recently targeted by a pixie license request. He prefers to remain anonymous, fearing more repercussions, but we'll call him Frank. He was utterly surprised when the email came in and he says, I had no idea you could get in trouble for taking a picture off Google search results. Forehead slap right there.
1: No, I totally understand this. Why? We have an entire company that makes gazillions of dollars called Pinterest. That's their entire business model. I know, I know, I if know. If you've got something in the universe that exists like P- Pinterest, why are we surprised that people think
0: that you can't just steal shit? You, you actually make a very good point. <laughs> I know. It's infuriating, though. <laughs> it's absolutely infuriating. It
1: like, me crazy. There, there should be like Pixie does not have to go out and find things. They just have to type in Pinterest.com. Yeah, that's true. It's all right there. It's all stolen. It's all being used
0: illegally. Yeah, I'm kind of tempted Anyways. to throw my library up there and see if I can get a few extra bucks because I know my stuff has been stolen hand over fist over the years. Yep. Oh God. And another moron of the week. Oh God, Brian, we've we've yes. read enough science fiction to know that if we're not alone in the universe, we probably we don't may not meet... want them to meet us. <laughs> we probably don't <laughs> want to meet the other people who are out there because if they can get to us, we're toast. We know this. We know this because if they can get to us, they are so far advanced technologically than we are that they are not going to come by and say, oh, hey, bro, what's up? (laughs) Let's go have a beer. Here, have some light drive technology. Exactly. So there's a new study over at MIT where they're supposed to be smart people. But uh, this guy, James Clark, he, he, he did a feasibility study, and this is getting pretty big news where he just wants to basically point a freaking laser into space to let everyone know where we live.
1: <laughs> oh. Yeah, we all both just read I think last year the three body problem which uh, yep. details this in charming detail uh, about how this could go very very wrong.
0: <laughs> it, exactly. And they call it the yeah. dark forest in in the book mm-hmm. and that's the you know the theory that There is a lot of life out there, but nobody wants to draw attention to themselves because there are other people out there who may just come and take you over and destroy you. Yes. So, and we have a special guest of honor today. I'm going to put, I'm going to put an image that I posted in the show notes here that I I showed to you this morning. Yes. Dr. Mm -hmm. Drew Pinsky is our special moron of the week. Guest of honor. He did a live Instagram chat this morning while driving with AirPods in his ears. And the phone is like basically in the console in between the, you know, the driver's seat and the passenger seat. So the, the picture I posted is him just looking down at his phone while driving. And he did a whole Q&A. Completely illegal. Completely.
1: 100% illegal. 100% dangerous. And a thousand doctor, percent stupid. Dr. Drew should know better than that.
0: Feedback loop. All right. After our drought last week on Patreon, everybody stepped up. Woohoo! They did. Okay. So we have new Patreon subscribers, Mark and another Mark, and Kira, who says, You are all awesome. Figured I'd rather spend money supporting you than a credit monitoring service that was crap anyway. Stay grumpy. <laughs> nice. And Jesse. Thank you. And Rodvan Alst. Love that name. Mm-hmm. Great name. Me and too. Guillermo Ramos. Another great name. And so he says, you guys are awesome. I wish I could give you more. But if you guys want some spicy beef jerky, I can send you a few bags. And we are taking Guillermo up on that because I want me some ghost pepper jerky. I think that's going to be great. We (laughs) are
1: taking him up on that. And I did do an informal Facebook poll with my friends saying, "Uh, a listener wants to send me food. Should I eat it? And the the results were mixed. But we'll trust you, Guillermo. Yeah. Well, I'll let Jason eat it first.
0: Yeah, I actually should Google him and see if he has a competing podcast. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> exactly,
1: uh Jared also sent us a message over on Patreon saying two things one there there is one DMV office that I've found that doesn't make you want to gouge your eyes out. The DPS office in Huntsville, Texas is awesome. I've been in and out in under 20 minutes, and that is including the commercial driver's license paperwork I have to do every time. The only reason it takes that long is because the system runs slowly. okay, but I don't think I'm gonna move to Huntsville <laughs> I'm Texas, not moving to just, Texas for a driver's just for license. the convenience of a DMV.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I'm glad I'm and, glad, uh, glad you're having a good time, but I'm not moving to Texas for that. But thank you. And he
1: sent us a link. Uh, Downtown Brian introduces first ever self-driving trolleys. So I checked this out. And uh it does run a very specific loop. So it's you know, it's kind of I, I'm a kind of okay with a self self-driving stuff that's dialed in like this so well that doesn't have to deal with other traffic or different roads or whatever it just does this one loop and that's all it does and it seems to be going well so
0: good enough yeah that's the kind of the same kind of thing that they have in vegas with the yeah. uh self-driving trolley there a little mini bus the one that Pendulette yep. was on on the initial run and then the thing got in an accident in the first hour so yeah. <laughs> yeah, we got some PayPal action. Carlo from Italy. Thank you very much, Carlo. William and Ivor and David set up new recurring payments. I like that. Ivor is back. Yeah, he is. So thank you so very,
1: very much. Well, there's a surprise. Uh, over on... <laughs> I know. Well, no, he sent us a nice message saying uh anyways, it's all good. It's all good. Okay. We're good. Water under We're the bridge. <laughs> yes. Uh Mark wrote us over on Facebook. Please don't change your announcement to bi weekly. Your listener is wrong. You are semi weekly.
0: Thanks. Good catch, Mark. And we're probably still not going to change it because that takes work. (laughs) Yeah, we're lazy. (laughs) Over on Twitter, Tommy Pickles writes in, could blockchain voting fix democracy? Today it gets a test run. Uh, Well, like we mentioned before, (laughs) Betteridge always wins, so that would be a no.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and we talked about this. This is over in West Virginia Virginia. with the company called Voatz.
0: Oh, that's right. (laughs) Vowats.
1: So uh, we'll see what Sounds happens. Sounds kind of German. I do think actually. Uh, anything's going to change <laughs> at all. <So. laughs> no. Nope. Uh, right Film Sleep Repeat sent us a couple different things, uh, some of the stories that we had already done. And uh, this is the, uh, he says here, uh, Behold the might of SSD encryption. This is a link to the register where they talk about solid state of fear. Euroboffins bust open SSD BitLocker encryption. It's really, really dumb.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: security experts frantically face palming at stupid design so apparently the stuff is very easy to break
0: and kevin writes in no scooter firm pushing for law change and this is bird in england trying to get that law that we talked about before uh from the mm-hmm. from ye oldie days repealed so they can actually start having birds on the streets of jolly old so uh we'll see how that goes for them and i'm just surprised that they don't do it anyway because it's Bird.
1: I know. <laughs> it's Bird. It's what they do. But the laws are a lot stricter there. And, uh, you know, they don't put up with
0: this sort. Of I, which, but what's strange is, I mean, the Bobbies don't carry guns. So and we, our, our police have guns. Why does Bird think that oh, maybe that's why? Because that's why they're going to start doing <laughs> it is because they can't shoot them over there. But over here, the cops can shoot people. But, you know, we'll see. We'll see how this goes. I don't <laughs> know.
1: And then I got a lot of feedback about this thing that I'm still Perplexed by this (laughs) this 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 scanning and selling of air in a sci-fi thing a lot of people wrote in about the Lorax thanks Scott Stewart quantum leap uh, all who wrote in about this stuff and about 20 other people as well Uh, total recall I forgot that there was a air uh, sales in that as well but again that's a movie not a book. Uh, Derek wrote in candair Ringworld, which is a book uh, by Larry Niven, but I don't think I've ever read that one, so that can't be it, and it's driving me crazy, but uh, thank you everyone for trying, um, let's let it go.
0: I've read Ringworld, <laughs> and I don't remember Candare being a thing in it, but it's been a long time since I read that book. It's,
1: yeah, I may even have read it, I'm not even sure, I can't even read it. I think it's you're just so making long, but... shit up at this point. Uh, you know, for some reason, uh, I feel like it Maybe it's in something like the the, the three-body problem, there was something in there about that, I don't remember, I don't.
0: Brian drinks a lot. Up. It's okay.
1: <laughs> oh, well, it stuck in my mind. So, Quantum Leap also wrote us about voice memos. The first thing I do when I change my GSM provider is beg them to deactivate voicemail.
0: I did not know that was an option. Yeah, and I'm just wondering why. Yeah. Why would you do that? Well,
1: because you were complaining about it last week. Okay. People that send voice memos.
0: Oh, that thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yes. that, that was just, that's an iMessage. That's not voicemail. That's yeah. a different thing, yeah. No, voicemail is fine, you know, because that's a thing. But it's when you send when I should be getting a text and iMessage, and then I have to mm-hmm. listen to you talk. That's it. yes, <laughs> because if you're calling me, then I can pick up and talk to you. That's the whole point. Yeah. It's it's when people gotcha. use voice memos as a replacement for a text message.
1: Yes. And uh, Nerd Rewind sent us a link saying a good read because you often talk about how the lack of consistency in monitoring and removing bad accounts from Twitter and Instagram. And this is a link over on ABC News. I posted on Instagram about my anti-Semitic trolls and their persistent abuse. And Instagram deleted my post. Nice job. Sounds about right. Sounds about right for these. uh, There's no consistency. There's no nothing. It's insane. Yeah. <laughs> Lunatics are running the asylums over there. Give me a break. Yeah, pretty much. Thanks for the link. Yeah, that's exactly kind of what I'd expect.
0: And over on GOG.show, Justin writes in, First off, you're both amazing. I'm grateful for all the time and effort you put into this podcast. The new format is great. The two shows a week are wonderful. Woohoo! Could you please tell me what website you use to invest in Microstock? If you have a referral code, please send it my way. That would be M1 Finance, and the link will be in the show notes at GOG.show slash 296. Yes,
1: and if you are thinking about uh, signing up with it, please do use the link because it doesn't just help us; you get ten bucks too. Well, it helps you.
0: We should we should well, have we should me. have a contest. I'll put your link and my link, and we'll see who gets the most. We'll see who. Okay, <laughs> it's let's a do popularity that. contest.
1: <laughs> and Jason writes us: Lyft drivers sue, argue that their employees rather than contractors. Massachusetts, California lawsuits seek to resolve vexing employee question. Yeah, this has been going on for a while, and uh, so far. We've been getting screwed left, right, and center, and the courts are upholding the fact that they're just contractors. So we'll keep, I guess, lawsuits keep coming, but uh, nothing seems to be changing.
0: Yep. And Lens Digital writes in, love your podcast regarding your question about can-to-air. There's another one. There's a book by Russian sci-fi writer Alexander Baliev called The Air Seller. Okay. Yes. But did not read that, so can't be it. Yep, and there was a movie based on it, too. So, yeah, uh, yeah uh, not the one. Yeah, no. Uh, Lawrence writes us,
1: kind of a two-parter comment and question. Was listening to your most recent episode when the talk of rear window ads came up? While I agree they are ridiculous, blocking the rear window is not the issue. I drive a truck with a dump body on it. Dead body?
0: Dump body? No, it's a dump truck. He drives a dump truck. Like. (laughs)
1: Got it. And there is no rear mirror because it wouldn't see anything anyway. Awareness is key, and I will admit that this seems to be in short supply nowadays. On to the question. Is it weird? I can hear your voice in my head as I read this back to myself. Thanks for the awesome show, and I'm excited for the witty responses. Have a good one, boys.
0: Yeah. Uh, No, it's not weird at all. And, you know, I used to drive a van. I was a delivery driver, and there was no rear view mirror in that, so I couldn't have that. But what I did have was special mirrors so I could see more, so I could see behind me better. And the cars yes. that are being having their windows removed don't have extra mirrors on it to see out that le- it's basically that right-hand blind spot. So yeah, it because it, cause it d- turns out it wasn't the back mirror, but it's the, it's the passenger side uh, rear window. If you have a Ford. Well, door. I, and all of
1: this is like focusing on the distra- s- distraction to the driver of the car with the ad in it itself. I'm thinking about the, dist- the distraction to everybody else. Like, there are
0: reasons that we don't have video advertisements and video billboards. They're too distracting. Well, we do have video billboards. Drive down Sunset Boulevard at night. You can't see from all the video billboards. Oh, really? I haven't
1: been down Sunset
0: in they're ages. They're blinding. We here. They are blinding. Oh, you can't see God. anything. And yet, think about all the poor bird scooter riders and lime scooter riders. I they're, know. they're scooting along, and then they see a great ad, and then boom, accident. <laughs> Who do they sue then? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. All right. Roy writes in hello again from becoming sunny Wellington, New Zealand. That's right. It's going to be spring down there soon. Absolutely loving the double dose of GOG every week. Long may it last regarding the canned air. Here we go again. (laughs) God. Oh God. Ben Elton wrote a play called gasping. The screenplay is available, but I saw the play on stage. It's still not a book. Uh, so, uh, yeah, we're trying here. Got we're it. trying, guys.
1: I really do appreciate this, but uh, yeah.
0: man, people are really going the the extra mile to try and figure out what the hell you read. Can't you just look in your Goodreads account and like go through that? <laughs> I do. I stopped doing Goodreads. Oh, see, yeah. this is a case to be made for keeping up with your Goodreads account.
1: I I know, I know. So now we got Brian about the bottled air being sold to people in a movie slash book. This probably wasn't what you're thinking of or looking for, but there's a newer movie. Dr. Seuss is the Lorax. Yeah, no, not it. So, got it. Uh, also, Colby, Jason, David, and Andrew, all of whom wrote about all this sort of stuff. Thank you. Yeah. For not getting it. So, and, uh, Andrew did me- have a recommendation here if you're looking for a book to read, which is fun, but also touches on nightmare scenarios that you talk about on your show. I'll recommend Dima
0: Zales' The Last Humans series.
1: Not heard of that, so I'll check
0: that out. Yeah, I think it might be <laughs> might be real news, because <laughs> we might be the last humans at this point especially with a goddamn laser beam shooting out into space and over at iTunes, a geek leader writes in great geeks. I've been listening for a while and finally decided to write a review. Jason and Brian are hilarious and bring rare honesty to the show. I agree with almost all they say about technology and being a web developer from the nineties. I have a similar perspective on many things. The show is a must listen for me and I've gotten several of my geek friends hooked as well. Keep doing the great work. Thank you very much. A geek leader. You are leading your people to the promised land.
1: Thank you. If you want your question or comment read on the show, head over to gog.show slash support and send us your feedback or questions that we can read on the air. And if you're so inclined, please head over to gog.show slash iTunes and toss us a five-star and snarky review.
0: Closing shout out! Closing shout out to a friend of the show, MXV. He just posted his pictures from uh, the Jawbreaker and Naked Raygun show in Chicago, which I'm very jealous about because the word on the street is this was Naked Raygun's final show because everybody's old and sick now. And uh, Naked Raygun was a staple to my youth. They were my first punk rock show. I have to say nice and I'm sad I wasn't at the last one but he's got some great photos up there and a good write-up so go check it out
1: yeah the timing was just a little bit off I
0: figure in another two months you're going to be back in Chicago of course man well actually I'll be back in the spring I'm going to ride out winter this time (laughs) (laughs) that's a smart two winters in a row I'm fine although I could use a little winter weather here in LA because it's still like 80 degrees and it is November November 6th yeah yep it's insane yeah but I, I get to wear all my shorts I guess until next time, I'm Jason DeFilippo, And I'm Brian Schulmeister.
1: Thanks for listening to Grumpy Old Geeks. To support the show and keep us on the air, go to patreon.com slash GOG. Toss us a buck a month and we'll love you forever. If you'd like to give a one-time or recurring donation, you can also go to GOG.show and click the PayPal button in the sidebar. Show notes for this episode are at GOG.show 296. From there, you can find links to old episodes, leave feedback, ask questions, and get links to stuff we like. Stay grumpy.
0: I'm Donald Trump, and I approve this message.